Hey everybody, welcome. We're out here in the country. Marcus, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good to be here. So tell us a little bit about um, Limitless Canine. What, what is Limitless Canine? So Limitless, I, I, create, I got the name because uh, when I was thinking of what a canine could do uh, and my training methods and my genetics, it's limitless as long as you put the time in it. Got you. So I wanted the name to fit what my goal was and what I was trying to put out there. Got you. Uh, when, got I, you. when I first started, people would put a limit on dogs. Like, oh, a dog can't do this. So my goal is people would tell me a dog can never do that. Okay. Uh, so, so I want to stand name, out. Limitless. Yep. So what got you into dog training? What, 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 where did the passion come from? Uh, I guess you could say growing up, dogs were kind of like my best friends. So I had a big family, friends, but I just always vibe better with dogs. Uh, so I always had a big pack of dogs. Graduated, got a bunch of pit bulls. Uh, they were great dogs, but after a while, I wanted like the best of the best. Okay. Uh, and that's when I started importing dogs. So I imported my shepherds from the Czech Republic and my Malawas from the from Holland. Why do you import shepherds? Because you know, if you think of a German shepherd here in the United States, big dog, kind of the the back of the dog is kind of dragging, yeah. kind of weird looking. Yeah. Why do you import shepherds from Czech, the Czech Republic? So overseas, they have a, a much stricter breeding guidelines. Okay. Um, and your dog's got to be titled. Hips and elbows get x-rayed before you breed them. Uh, and they're just more, they just have more serious dogs. They're stricter, I guess you can say. Whereas in America, you can breed anything with anything. And uh, you can look at AKC and your AKC shepherds who are winning shows and they're built terrible, uh, sloped back. So what, what is AKC? American Kennel Club. So there's, like a, a, there's a big dog show that they do every year. Okay. Uh, it's, just, it's just dog shows, just okay. walking a dog in the like ring. A, like the NFL or the NBA. Yeah. The AK, AK, AKC. It's a dog registry, and okay. they got a big dog show. Okay. Uh, so you're American Shepherds that will be winning that. And I was one of the suckers. I bought one of those expensive AKC dogs. Oh, they're expensive? Very expensive and had bad hips so okay. both hips were terrible and so i every, everything that i say i personally learned the hard way got it so you uh, put some money into it a lot of money and lost some money yep got highly educated yes so why now and so and then so then you you get malinois from holland why mm -hmm. from holland same thing like you're, you're not going to get some serious working dogs in the states now you can if you find a good breeder but that breeder's probably imported those dogs uh -huh. or has a good connection uh, so it's the same thing in Holland. They just got much better dogs, and that's where your better Malawas will be from. And it's not just these two places. There's people who can source good dogs from all over the world. Okay. This is just where I got mine. So why, why, why this breed? Why, why the Czech Shepherd and the Malinois? Why do you work with that breed, and that's the breed of choice? For me, the Shepherds are the best family dogs. They're, they're the most loyal. Uh, they're the kind of dog, if you're out in the yard, uh, with your family and you want to go inside and you know you want to leave the kids outside you got a guard dog right there watching so they never take their, their eyes off the kids they're just great family dogs uh, and if you get a well-bred one they can do more than just be a great family dog okay. uh, very intelligent Malawas are serious working dogs 
Uh, so they're not for everyone. And a lot of mine are crosses, so I'll take my a really good Malinois that's stable and breed to a really good shepherd, uh, which is, of course, what made Avor. And why would you do that? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I want to get the best of both worlds. So your, your Malinois is a little bit more athletic, uh, more gritty, if you can say, mm -hmm. uh, better on the protection side. So I, I want to get the best of both worlds in doing so. And how's that, how's that, how has that worked out for you? Have you been able to successfully kind of get these dogs together and, and put out what you want? Absolutely, yeah, it's been perfect. Uh, so I want them to be able to work all day with the owner, go anywhere and not get tired. Uh, I want them to be, be able to go and do anything with the owner, uh, no matter what it is. If they want to go and run five miles, I want that same dog to go run five miles and still be able to work. Gotcha. So that's where I like, uh, and a full shepherd can do that. Uh, just having that mouth, it's just, it helps. And, and it's, it's, that, it's that, that extra edge. Yeah. And I'm not just taking any mouth. These are very stable Malawas. Uh, I'm very picky. And when in important dogs, I, I may import five, keep one okay. uh, or two. And then I'll give the others away so they don't have uh, nothing to do with me. They're great dogs. They make great family dogs, but sure. I'm, I'm only keeping the best of the best. Got you. Got you. You know, I, I don't want you to give away your secret sauce. You know, I know you do your thing the way you do it. But there are a lot of people out there, right? So since ever I got Avor, mm -hmm. Right, I, I always get people, oh, I got that dog, I got a dog like that, and I, and, I, and I got this trainer, and he was like this and that, and I'm thinking, okay, whatever, but I don't think it's the same thing, yeah. right? Yep. You know, and so Avor is like a very special dog, right? He does everything. What have you seen in your space that makes you go, it's okay? But it ain't my dog. Yeah. What, what, what's that difference? So the, the the first thing I noticed when I started getting uh, these high-end dogs and getting into serious work is everybody's standard of excellence is is low. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say everybody. 99% <laughs> of, of their standard of excellence is very low. Okay. So what people are saying, this dog is awesome. It can do X, Y, and Z. It's embarrassing. Uh, really? I would test dogs from all over the world. I, I do bike work every weekend. I work with this trainer, blah, 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 blah. My dog's gonna tear you up. Uh, we do a serious scenario and the dog runs away. So these, most people are just going to the same field every weekend doing bite work. Uh, whereas my dogs, the genetics are there. Yeah. So we don't do a whole lot of bite work. We focus on stability because again, genetics are there. So when you say a serious scenario, so I remember when I met you, right? So we, you know, we were in Puerto Rico you know, our security cameras found three guys breaking in our house. They stole all my wife's purses and that was it. My mm -hmm. wife was like, that was it. Yeah. We got on the PJ from Puerto Rico and we landed here to meet you. But we were talking for about a year or so, yeah. right? Prior to that. Yep. Why would someone come to you and get a dog? What scenario, when when I asked you the question, I said, what scenario or serious scenarios do you create that are different than what other scenarios would be? Like, I can remember you telling, hey, um, you know, police canines are trained from sound, right? But as soon as you start popping some rounds into the ground, they're going to run away. Yeah. 
Why is that? Why? What's that difference? So it's, it's the way they train. And that's not every police canine. There's, there's some excellent police canines out there. Uh, I, I haven't seen many great ones, but they're trained different. And, and so most of them use blanks okay. uh, in training. Military and cops, if they're training a dog, use blanks. Some of them may not even train around guns. Okay. Uh, so I have the best of the best. So I, if my friends are shooting at me, it's a Navy SEAL or Army Ranger, and we're using live rounds. So you train how you fight. It don't do my dog any good to just hear that gunshot. He needs to see the rounds going by his feet. He needs to feel that. Uh, because you may get in that real life scenario and a real round goes by your, uh, goes by your dog's head for the first time and they freeze. Yeah. And then my client's dead because gotcha. the dog didn't do what he's supposed to do. Gotcha. So I've just noticed most dogs aren't trained, most protection dogs aren't trained for real protection. It's more sport dog or police type training. And I'm not against either one. Yeah, yeah. But if you're if you're selling a serious protection dog, you should do those scenarios, which is like what we've been doing, breaking scenarios, all of a sudden, because that's how that's, that's what's going to happen life. in real life. Yeah, it's real life. Somebody's going to come out of nowhere. You or your dog is not going to know what's about to happen. Uh, and a lot of people that I test, they're like, "Well, you didn't tease my dog, or you didn't give me a chance to announce it." No bad guy's ever going to do that. Correct. So that's how we train. Got it. And even like you, you got a, a very advanced dog, the best of the best. So I can train and I didn't, I told you, I'm not going to tell you what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, the guy in the suit may be nice or he may turn on you like that. Yeah. And you guys got to respond. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a trip because it's like training with a gun, right? If, if you're not used to pulling ho your holster, pulling your gun from your holster, right? And drawing, that's how 90% of the people shoot themselves. Yeah. Right? From pulling the gun out of the holster, bang, yeah. and they shoot themselves. Yeah. And it's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. So I, I noticed as we're here training, you know, I'm kind of like, well, am I doing stuff wrong? What am I doing? You're like, you know what? I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. We're just gonna go for it. And you need to respond the way you need to respond. And what I noticed, Marcus, is that, you know, I had a, an event happen to me where I had to pull my weapon. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that my brain could not calculate fast enough to think it had to be instinct yeah training yep right and what i'm learning now it's it's from instinct right yeah. so when avor you know i noticed guys were just grabbing me and avor would just go yeah and i didn't even say anything but my brain couldn't calculate fast enough to yeah. the commands yep is that like how it's supposed to be yeah so we're, we induce stress so i'm inducing stress on you in training so you're used to that if it happens in real life both you guys have worked on that. Yeah. It's like at the ranch when you guys were shooting with Jason and Anthony. They were inducing stress on purpose. So you're working through that stress and shooting on target. Yeah, we're gonna do some, uh, we've got some film, you know, when we're in Alabama at Legacy Ranch with mm -hmm. you and Anthony. Anthony seemed, seemed, I'm not gonna say where he is because he'll get pissed off. <laughs> Jason, another dude, these are some top dog dudes. Yes. Put it, just take my word for it. Yes. Okay, but we were shooting guns out of cars. You know, yep. we had Avor with his little aviator glasses on. Yep. His, it, it was pretty cool. Marcus, who? Who would be someone that would be interested in your services? So somebody who wants a serious dog, um, not somebody just looking for a cheap average dog. Uh, so when our tier one dogs, they're handpicked. Uh, so this was Avor a couple years ago. So they go everywhere with us, do everything with us. So I can only do a handful a year. 
Got you. Uh, so somebody looking for a serious dog that can take everywhere and do everything. Uh, not just your average dog, uh, the best of the best. So in California, you know, these people are cheesy, man. I'm telling you. N now that I know what a real service dog is, hey, Avor, up, 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 Platts. I want you to see the camera. Good boy. I don't know what you're looking at, but the birds leave them alone. <laughs> but in California, right, we'll go to South Coast Plaza, right? In South Coast Plaza, anyone that knows South Coast Plaza, you know, it's Gucci and all this other stuff, right? And people say, oh, that's a service dog. And I'm like, that dog is barking in a restaurant. Yeah. He's barking in the mall. He's pooping in the mall. Uh, yeah. It's a joke. Yep. Tell me... What is the difference between a real service dog and a fake service dog? So a real service dog, you won't know is there. So if you, if you go in a restaurant, no one around you is going to know that dog's even there. Just like when we leave the restaurants when we was in Cali, I was like, I didn't even know a dog was underneath there. Yeah. So they should blend in. They should ignore everybody and everything. Uh, otherwise, they're a fake. <laughs> and this is where we need, I, there's got to be some kind of change. There, there's got to be stricter guidelines on service dogs. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be people not putting enough training in. So somebody's like, oh, I only got X amount, but I need a service dog. So they just get whatever they can get. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's, it's disappointing because, you know, you spend a lot of time, spend a lot of money, you get the papers. The dog's a true service dog so that he can perform in public. Mm -hmm. And then you got these fakes yeah. that, that get the same treatment yeah. without the same amount of commitment. Yep. So what I do is we train our dogs to be uh, idiot-proof, meaning if he's out and there's a service dog barking, he's just going to ignore him. Uh, he's trained for that. And then I educate store owners. Most of them are scared to ask the dog to leave. You can if the dog's disrupting, being disruptive. Uh, if it's barking or anything, they can say, hey, you, you got to go. Okay. Uh, so I try to educate the store owners. Uh, this is what I always say, this is what a service dog should be like. So when we leave, hey, if the dog don't act like this, they're not a true service dog. Got it. Uh, get him out of here. Got it. So I don't know if I let you answer the question, but, you know, you know, we had a, an event occur, mm -hmm. right? Ruth has had certain events occur, right? So that's why she has her dudes around her and I've mm -hmm. got Avor. Why, why get a dog like this, right? Why, why, you know, I know the world's crazy. We always talk yeah. about the world's crazy, yeah. right? Why get a dog like this? So for me, uh, these guys have extra senses that we don't have. So he's hearing things that you're not hearing inside. Uh, just like the mailman, uh, delivery guys, like he's alerting on those guys. That could be a bad guy coming to your door. He's gonna let you know somebody's there uh, before you would ever even have any idea. So if you didn't have the dog, they may be, they may be in your house before you know anything. Yeah. You got the dog, he's alerting. If you're sleeping and somebody kicks in your door, what are you gonna do? No, so the dog's gonna immediately react, because again, we train for that. Okay. So when we were training him, my wife was sleeping, he's sleeping, and I had our, our decoy coming there, busting the door, and try to attack. So he's gotta wake up from a dead sleep and protect. Gotcha. So we train, again, we train like we fight, so we're prepping him for that, uh, if you will. How many, you know, Avor's got 95 pounds, he's big, mm -hmm. right? Um, how many guys do you think a dog can handle? Mm. Two? 
How many? Say that again. How many guys? Yeah. How many guys? How many uh, 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 attackers? Yeah. Can 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 you think can handle in a real life scenario? Avor. Yeah. So it's going to depend on the person, because uh, if you just get this wannabe thug trying to break in and there's five of them, they're going to hear their buddy scream and they're all running. <laughs> uh, if you why get a, is he screaming? Tell me why is he screaming. Because this is serious pain. If you get bit by a dog, anybody who's truly been bit by a dog, it's excruciating pain. Is it? And when you got a dog like this, they're, they're breaking bones, ripping flesh. It's just going to be... Ouch. It's, yeah, it's going to be very So he's going to scream. Yeah. And all his homeboys are bouncing. Yeah. And I judge them by... Uh, you know, the tough guys we know, SEALs and Rangers who have been in battle and have took bites, and they give me feedback. And I ask them, hey, how long could you take this bite? Uh, so I base it off that. Not like me, I'm just a, a regular dude. I'm basing off these bad-to-the-bone warriors, uh, and they're giving me feedback. So some of your dogs, your, some of your dogs go out there and, and some of these bad guys, and these really good military guys, do these guys, you know, because of the training, say, hey, man, uh, I like that dog. Can I get that dog? Yeah. Is that high quality? Because because you said tier one, right? So if I if you said tier one, I'm assuming there's other tiers. Yeah. What are those tiers? So for me, it's just like uh, there is, but when I hear tier one, it, my my brain is immediately like the best. Okay. So I just basically just do tier one canines, and I just just come up with that. Got it. Because uh, for me, again, the first thing you hear, or at least me, is I'm thinking the best. So I just want to have tier one canines. There is other tiers, like I wouldn't, maybe I'd say tier two if it's just a home protection dog, okay. which I do, uh, but I mostly like dogs that, again, home can protection. go everywhere. So home protection, you ain't taking them to the restaurant, right. to the gym, yeah. right? And fancy, and he's not hiding, and you not. Yep, he's not flying on the jets house. with you. He's not, you know, he's not in a Ferrari with you. Not, he's just, he's home protection, and his job is to protect the family while you guys are here and the house and the goods while you guys are gone. Got it. So he stays here and it, like this is, nobody comes in. Got it. Got if it. you will. Got it. Uh, whereas these guys, we spend so much so much time in public. Uh, home protection don't take near the time. So you said you can train maybe five a year? It depends on who I got helping. Okay. Uh, if they're Avors and it's me, two a year. Two a year. Yeah. Whew, but if it's if work. it's home protection, then I could do more. So, but two a year, but you know, you had him for two years before yeah. I got him. Yeah. And that was like bang, bang, bang every day, right? Yeah. It's a lot of work. So it would just be him and another one rotating. Got it. Uh, and then of course I have my whole family helps. Okay. So I can have Brent uh, helping, uh, Bree helping. So I have help, uh, and they like Bree took him many places towards the end. Okay. Uh, she was going everywhere, doctor's appointments, everywhere. Uh, and Brent too, he takes them everywhere. So I have help. You have help. So okay. I could do more, but like at this level, two a year. Two a year. Because they, again, we, we got to take them everywhere. Two a year. So what's the future for Limitless Canine? These guys right here, keep on doing these guys. Uh, I went back and forth, like what, maybe want to do some contract dogs or uh, do this and that, or a couple, a couple dogs that are half this good, and I just can't do it. I just What's I only a want the best. Uh, like some private contract work. Okay. Uh, whether it be military or, or personal. Okay. Uh, doing doing private work. So you tried it. You tried. You tried to kind of like made me. No, nah, I wouldn't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but try to produce more to have more out there. But you came back and said. 
ah, yeah. I want to do the best. Yeah, because I, I can only do so much, uh, and my family can only do so much. And the way we train is different. So we don't use treats or clickers or anything. It's bond training, so it's a lot more work. Treats it, and clickers, what, are, what is that? So most trainers will use treats and clickers or balls. Uh, so that's the only way they get dogs to perform. So a telltale sign is when you see a dog doing an off-leash heel and they're looking up at the owner. But they're a protection dog, but they're doing an off-leash heel while looking up at the owner. Because the only way they could train that is by using a ball and they got it up here or oh. wherever they put it in their armpit. So, so it, makes it, it makes training easy. Some incentive to yes. the dog perform. Yes, but the dog, in doing so, the dog is working for that object, not for you. So we want the dog to bond with us and work for us. So when you're doing an off-leash heel with Avor, he's looking, he's scanning everywhere. Yeah. That's what a protection dog should do. Okay. They should be checking their surroundings, not healing and looking up at you. Gotcha. Then he can't see a bad guy or a gotcha. threat. Gotcha, he's not paying attention. Yep. Well, man, you know, we're out here doing our thing. Thought you guys would love a little different scenery. We're all the way on the East Coast just to <laughs> give it to you. We're here with Marcus. We're about to get started again on day two of some training, but we wanted to kind of shoot the show. I want to say, Marcus, thank you for taking the time. Yes, sir. You know, thank you. We greatly appreciate you guys watching the show. And again, you're the best part of the Ed Fernandez show. Have a great weekend.